happens when you mix two opinionated southern women and a microphone. <laughs> I reckon they're a hell of a time. Oh, that's very funny. Damn. Coming from their home studio straight into your ear hole. Looky here. It's time to sling some shade. Southern shade. I see what you did there. With Liv Matthews and Jay Jansen. Welcome back, our Shade Brigade. This is Liv Matthews. And this is Jay Jansen. And celebrate good times. Come on. Yes, girl. It's our 100th episode. 100. 100 times you have. You've been across from me in the studio, except for now we're across state lines. But still the same thing. That's right. We're across from each other in some shape, form, fashion. Yes. God bless. 100 times. That's a hundred weeks we came in somebody's ear. We came in them so hard. <laughs> so hard. Damn. It's been one hell of a ride, my friend. That it has. Well, talking about being one hell of a ride, we had our high school reunion this past weekend. That neither one of us attended. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we didn't have to attend to kind of, you know, reap the benefits of it. We got to see a nice little class picture. Yes, I would have been there. You know, I was there in spirit. But had I not been here and having to do what I'm having to do, then obviously I would have been there for sure. Yeah, and I think that I would have attended if you were there. So there's that. <laughs> like, I would have went if you'd have went. That's how it would have happened. Yeah, no, I ended up having something to do. My intentions were to go, but then, you know, my intentions are always like, yeah, we're going to do it. And then as it gets closer to it, I'm like, nah, I think I'm good. I'm good. Well, this is what you get. I'm on the way. I'm not ready. I'm not going. Yes, the fuck you are. I'm standing <laughs> outside. Let's get you ready. Come on. Yes. Come on, Cletus. <laughs> well, looking at the photo, it looks like, you know, they had a little bit of a turnout and everybody was super happy. They look good for their age. However, there was this one lady in the background and I just racked my brain trying to figure out who she was. I was like, I don't remember her. And, you know, I never wanted to be that person when you walk up to somebody and you'd be like, hey, we graduated high school together. And you'd be like, no, never seen you. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you are. Right. You're just like, I've had multiple classes with you and you're like nope never seen you i don't i don't remember you no, yeah even a little bit well i've had people kind of do that to me not so much with high school but just in general like you spent multiple hours with this person and you're just like hey jimmy and they're just like hey who are you well i really feel like you make an impression i just think that some people just have really bad memories and i'm not accusing you of really bad memory because the girl they didn't remember in the photo we did not graduate with her graduated with him and she had the transition. See, now that makes all the sense in the world. I seriously thought it was another girl that we had graduated with, but she'd like graduated a couple years before I'd played sports with her. And then I, I don't know, I was spitballing all over the place just thinking, who is this lady? Well, she's beautiful now. Was handsome then, beautiful now, what have you. Happy for her. I really am. Living so am I. Back. And looking good too. Absolutely. I'm sort of jealous I'm just gonna say right I was just like I've never seen this lady in my life not one time did I think that it may have been a fella but beautiful beautiful girl absolutely beautiful girl and I am completely happy picked a cute name I loved it very fitting kudos to her for living her best life I'm all for it absolutely very supportive of anybody living any kind of best life that they need to live whatever makes you happy do it do it twice take pictures Show me. Yeah, Tell show me. me. About that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we're all for it. Well, talking about people that we hadn't seen for a while, I 
happened to be at work, one of the liaisons that I work with had came over and sometimes, you know, they'll bring like little candies or gifts or something like that, just as like a little thank you for sending over any business, anything like that. Right. So this guy walks in. Now, I've been talking to him for like three months over the phone and he walks in and, you know, we're all masked up. So nothing's really triggering me. But in your head, like when you talk to somebody, you automatically kind of get a picture of what they look like. Let me just tell you, though, I seen my father's doctor without his mask on today. Boy, did those things make a whole lot of difference. They do. That's why I like wearing a mask. I look 100% better. Well, I probably do, too, at this point. But I was just like, man, that is not based on the top. That's not what I expected the bottom of your face to look like. (laughs) And that's a crazy thought. But I mean, I was just like, damn, I didn't. That was not what it looked like in my head. It just it sure wasn't. Yeah, like a a doctor pulled down his mask the other day to like scratch his nose. And he had like a full man chew underneath there. I did not. Yeah, I wasn't ready for it. That's crazy, isn't it? It is. It's crazy how much just, you know, covering your mouth and some some of your nose, because most of them kind of wear it down to like the very tip of their nose. So you kind of gather what their nose looks like. But it's amazing what that mouth will do. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Well, I worked with a little girl for months and months when COVID first started. I guess in my mind, I got this idea of what her face looked like. I just thought she was beautiful. And not that she wasn't when she took her mask off. It just wasn't what I expected. Exactly. It kind of throws you off. Yeah. And, and this other lady, she, I talked to her for months and months and she happened to take her mask off and her lips were just non-existent. Mm, she needed to get some of that Marge Simpson feel. She also had makeup on and she kind of had it in like a very neutral tone, which I don't think that helped her any. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, I think that that throws you for a loop every time. But please continue your story. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack us. Oh, no, it's all good. So he takes down his mask. I know that dude. And then I take down my mask and he says, hey, I know you. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. And he was like, how do I know you? And I said, well, very briefly, you dated one of my friends when I was in high school. And he was like, who? And of course, I tell him. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. The last time I saw you, we'd went to the bowling alley and we had all had way too much to drink. And we ended up getting a hotel room in the city that we were at. And it was like double beds. He had paid for the hotel room. And what he was hoping was, is that her and him would sleep together. Maybe a little threesome. I don't know. He made some innuendo windows, but it was a no for me. And what ended up happening is that he slept in one bed and she slept with me. Oh yeah, that's probably a whole hit to his ego. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a very nice guy. And of course, you know, when everybody said no, then he took the no and went just slept by himself. So I was appreciative of that. Is this not the same scenario, though, where you shit yourself the next day? Yes, girl. I had drank so much vodka that night. Me and the friend, we sobered up the next morning, took our little showers, but then we had went to the Walmart before we were going to work. And we're back in the automotive. She's like looking at like speakers or something. I don't know. I just had a lot of gas. So I just let one just kind of go, just a little, just a... Except for it was a... It was. It was nothing but liquid, girl. It legit looks like vodka with a few poo pieces in it. It was the high yellow color. It was high yellow. It was. I'm like automatically get this big look on my eyes like... And she's like, what? And I was like, I just shit myself. 
And she's like, what? I said, I shit myself. And she's like, no, I said, no, I shit myself. So I go waddling back to the bathrooms and I tell her, here's my wallet. I need you to go get me a size so-and-so in pants. I need a pair of underwear. I need some baby wipes. Get me a towel. Like all this. <laughs> you ordered a towel too? I did. We're going to take a bath. We're going to do all, we're going to do all this. Yeah, baby wipes is not enough. It just kind of, I don't know, you get like the lint on you. So I wanted like a little soap and water too to clean up after I baby wiped everything. We left the washcloth, the towel, the uh, remainder of the baby, all this stuff is in the bathroom trash can. It rightfully should have been in the bathroom trash. I think in that scenario, thank God you were in a store that you could do that. (laughs) Oh, I know. Could you imagine if we was like in AutoZone or or O'Reilly's or something like a real auto parts store? Yeah, somewhere where you were going to have to commit to the shit for real. Yeah, and because it was so liquid, there was no hiding it. It was bad. Oh, I can't imagine. I no. can't imagine at all. I guess they called you the streak on the way to the bathroom, though. <laughs> I'm going to need you to walk really close behind me. I'm sorry about the stench. I swear to God I am, but I swear to God I will dance at your wedding. Yes, it, it was bad, but I was very embarrassed by it. But my friend, she was just like, ah, it's not a big deal. So I guess maybe everybody's pooed their pants at least once or twice in their life. Oh, at least. When was the last time you pooed? your pants uh picture it sicily 1912 <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> a little golden girl humor on that no i think it was after a stomach virus honestly and it, i was at home thank god yeah it's one of those farts that you couldn't trust you know yes same oh my goodness but speaking of shit girl i was reading this article talking about therapy and how therapy was helping people to not do so much and feel so responsible for doing so much and you know how one person takes kind of the role of like everything while the other partner just kind of cruises by I thought wow how many times have I felt like I needed to do everything like so many times in my life that I take all the responsibility and then it's talking about well you need to not feel badly about you know sharing some of that responsibility with someone also there is that part of me that it's like, who else is going to do these things if I don't do them? Oh, I feel that in my soul. I ask myself that all the time. If I don't get up and go do those clothes and fold them and, and you know, make sure that they're not wrinkled, then who else is going to do it? I mean, it's just, it's so many things. It's the clothes, it's the dishes, it's this, it's that. And all these roles that we've assigned ourselves and breaking those and having boundaries about those, like how difficult that is, because at the end of the day, you still feel responsible no matter how many times you try to let go of that. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think that people care about the things that I care about as deeply. Correct. I mean, I live in a house full of guys. They don't really I care. I can sympathize. <laughs> you can. You can. So, I mean, they don't really care whether the house is clean or not. If you've got five inches of dust, they're like, eh. I'm Let's like, go for six. Yeah. See what happens. The trash can is constantly full. How is this? And I asked them this yesterday. Just yesterday, I was like, is the trash can in visible to you? And they said, what? And I said, is it invisible to you? Do you see what I see? And they were like, well, what do you mean? What do you see? 
And I was like, it's full. You can't even get the, the lid on. It needs to go the fuck out. Do you not see that? Right. And they're just like, well, I mean, yeah, we see it. But, you know, you probably could just push it down. Yeah, no. they see a creative game of Jenga. Yes. And it's constantly like bopping and weaving and, and you know, playing chess and Jenga and every other game you could think of. Well, I'm going to brag on Finn for a moment because he always takes the trash out. He does things around here to take some of that off of my plate which I am very, very grateful for because historically speaking, I did not have that. And we are grateful for Finn and stepping up to the plate and do what he needs to do. And I'm not saying that the hubs doesn't either. When he comes in from work, because he gets there earlier than I do, he goes ahead, he washes any dishes that's in the sink from the kids, and then he starts dinner. Most nights he finishes dinner before I get home. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing, yes. So when I feel salty and I'm thinking, and like, you know, why don't they do more? And then I start feeling guilty because look, he's washing dishes, cooking dinner every night. But then I start thinking, what well, what did you do today? Oh, you worked a full-time job? Excellent. All right. You came home. You helped the kids with homework? All right. You started a load of clothes? Mm-hmm. You did a little bit of podcasting? There you go. Then you got the clothes out and you folded them and hung them up. You got the kids' stuff ready for school the next day, made sure that their computers are charged, that they've got lunch money. You fed the dog. You took him out. You've done everything possible just for you to sit down for one hour before it's time for bed and for you to do everything all over again. All over again, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Who puts those feelings and limitations on us? We do. I think so, yes. We think that if the laundry is not done today... Um, and we make it wait till tomorrow. Then, of course, we increase the things that we have to do that day. But those are all things that we put on ourselves every day. Now, obviously, some things need to get done. Kids do need lunch money. They do need help with their homework. They do need to go to bed at a decent time. You do need to make sure that computers are charged because guess what? They're kids. And if I don't have to tell my children something 20,000 fucking times, then they don't get it. So you have to constantly micromanage your children. Yeah, I've got the nickname, The Reminder. I feel that in my soul, except for now, my my reminder is is kind of cracked and it seeps out sometimes and don't always do the reminding that it needs to. Well, I don't know if I had a dollar for everything I forgot these days. That's the thing is that if I make a mistake and I forget something, oh, I am so hard on myself. So I've always said that one of the biggest realizations that I've had in the last year of my life is that I have let go of holding myself to the same standard that I hold everyone else to. And I say that kind of tongue in cheek. And what I mean by that is the same grace that I afford everybody else and the things that I let them buy with and I'm okay with and I make peace with, why can't I have those same things for myself? That would be so good. Why would I be so hard on myself, but yet I would not be as hard on a friend or a companion or a child? Why do I take all of that responsibility and, and, and make it mine? And it's starting to have that relationship with yourself where you can forgive yourself for being human. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of some of like the little social media posts I see. And it said how my wife thinks people are going to be when they come to the house. And that's where they like run like straight over and be like dusting the baseboards and be like, oh, yeah, with like, gloves on. Yeah. It's like three inches of dust and like running into your bedroom. Oh, the bed is not made. Honestly, before anybody comes over, I will clean and clean and clean. If it's like a little birthday party and I'm going to tell you after they leave. Oh, it's worse. I have to clean even worse. Yeah. You have to clean again from the time that you cleaned up for everybody 
everybody could see your clean house. And then it's just a vicious freaking cycle. It's every day. It, you know, I used to come home from work and clean the house religiously every day or, you know, at least do a few things and then or spend my whole entire weekend cleaning the house. And I was just like, why would I do that? I'm missing out on life for a clean house. At the end of the day, when I'm gone from this place, is my clean house going to matter? It absolutely is fucking not going to matter. No, it definitely wouldn't matter to anybody. But I started thinking before all the women went into the workforce, because I I saw a statistic recently and that now it is about 50-50, about 50% of women, 50% of men are in the workforce. So it's finally gotten to that point. It used to be more like a 60-40, but now it's 50-50. So I started thinking back in the 50s, you know, and even earlier than that, the responsibility of the woman was to stay home, to make sure that the dinners were cooked, to make sure that she looked lovely, to make sure that the kids were good. And that was her main responsibility. And the house was clean and all that. That was her job. Yeah, that was her job. And now not only is that her job, but she has to work a full-time job and not even mentioning about, you know, the, the social aspect. You've got to be with your friends. You got to find time for that. It, it's just, I don't know. Have we put too much on our plates? Well, we have because we're still walking around with the 1930, 40, 50 mentality that the women's role is to clean the house and do all of these things, plus maintain the children, plus have a full-time job. We are freaking burning ourselves out. I'm tired. I'm know that. I'm tired too. And quite honestly, right now, I don't have an actual job that I go to, but I will say caregiver and things like that. It's just as much of a job. I just have a little bit more time and a little bit more grace period to get things done. I can't imagine folding in a full-time job of being a full-time caregiver on top of being a full-time girlfriend on top of being a, I couldn't do it, girl. I couldn't. There's just no way. There's no way that I should put that much stress on myself. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't have a career. No, of course. I love that I have a career and I can afford for my family to live comfortably. I like that. Of course, I love being a mother. I love raising my kids. I love being a wife. So I wouldn't want to take any one of those things away. But just like you said, is it the expectations that we put up on ourselves is really the problem? Yeah, so I just think that we just put way too much pressure on ourselves. We need to afford ourselves the same grace that we afford other people. And that needs to be pretty much how the therapist needs to lay it out. I mean, I know that if I came over your house and I know that you've had a hard week at work, the kids had projects going on, you name it, all the things that happen. And you said, girl, I'm sorry, the house is messy. I'd be like, I didn't come over to see your house. How many times have I told you when you said, well, I need to, this is, this is not up to par. I need to clean the bathroom or I need to, I didn't come to see your house. I know. I, I wish, you know, I give great advice. I just don't take it. No, and I don't either, because the moment that I've, I've said that to you, then I'm freaking out my head. I can't believe I've ever seen my house like this. Yeah, why is that? That's so crazy. We really need to actively work on this. I, I think that everybody needs to work on that. I agree. Just giving yourself a little bit of grace. I mean, I even That's think about it in like the terms of looks. Sometimes I look in the mirror and some of the things that I say to myself in my head are not very nice. If I heard somebody saying that to one of my friends or my family members, 
members? Oh, oh no. So why do we say those things to ourselves? I know that we're our, our hardest critic. That is a given. That is a given with anybody. She just don't really give a shit. And I don't know those people. I know but, a couple of them. And I tell you, I'm very envious. Right. Me too. But I have to start speaking to myself in the manners in which I speak to my friends. I need to be as kind to myself as my friends are. Because like I've said a bazillion times on this show, we can't define beauty. What somebody else defines as beauty. What they find beautiful. You can't define that for anybody. That is true. I was looking at some wonky feet the other day. Turns out them mofos are making bank. How are wonky feet making bank? Like at those little feet finder picks or whatever it's called. Oh my God. Are you looking at feet fetish photos? <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, I don't love feet. They, to my liking, they, they were a little wonky. I mean, they're making bank though. OnlyFans, feet finder, whatever those little places are. So I was like, yeah, I came across it my Instagram. They're Insta-feet. Insta-feet. Yeah, you should Google it. Or I may have to when we get off the podcast. Well, talking about the podcast, do you remember that Anna Delvey girl? They did a whole like Netflix series about inventing Anna. I've not seen it. I've seen the preview for it. I've not actually watched it. So I did watch it just because I think I was in a lull. I didn't really have much going on. She essentially invented herself. She made everybody think that she was a rich heiress. You know, her dad had money and people bought her things and gave her money and took her on trips and done all this stuff. Well, she went to prison for fraud, all the things you would think that she did. And now she's out and she's in a Manhattan apartment. Now, I don't know if you've ever been scrolling on the internet. There's always like some kind of feed that comes up saying how much New York apartments cost. Oh, I'm sure it's ridiculous. I know how much apartments cost where we're at. And those are also in turn getting ridiculous. Yes. I'm like, could you imagine paying thousands of dollars for an apartment? Well, I just want to know where she's getting the money at. She just got out of prison. She didn't have money to begin with. And supposedly what she got from the Netflix series, she spent on her lawyer fees. Yeah, there had to be something left. I mean, I feel like something or somebody's put her up or I don't know. But she said what she wants to do because she's on house arrest right now. She wants to do a podcast. Uh, You know what? I support her doing a podcast. Maybe she can tell her story. Like she had to have one slick mouth. Oh, yeah. Let me explain that. Because how do you convince people that you're an heiress and to take you places, give you money and give you things when you allegedly should fucking have it? Yeah. Forgot my wallet. Only worked so many fucking times. Right. I mean, I can't convince people to buy me Chick-fil-A. Facts or a soda sometimes, you know, not that I've even tried, but I don't possess those slick mouth skills. I just don't. No, I mean, I would just come out of pocket and just be all like, can you buy me some Chick-fil-A because I have no money? Right. Not slick. It's not slick at all. No. If I don't get rich friends going, yo, dude, can you buy me some shit? Yeah, I mean, like I've had wealthy friends and they've wanted to do things because I'm so cheap. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. And they'd be like, no, no, Liv, come on. And they'll be like, I'll pay for it. Mm, I can't do it. I just cannot. I can't either. The amount of guilt that rides with me if my friend even picks up lunch or dinner, like I feel obligated to get the next time and, you know, will actively seek out the next time so I can pay them back because I don't want to leave this world owing anybody anything. Same. You know how we fight about paying for each other's dinner all the time. If I paid one time, you'll be like, I'm, I'm paying, I'm paying. I'm like, no, you're not. Right. And you always pull that with me. And then I'm like, I'm getting it. Like we're sitting here. I'll give you the bigger tip. We're talking to the waiter and the waitress like, I'll give you the bigger tip if you give me the bill. Yes. Yes. We have said that before. It was like, I'm a better tipper. No, I'm a better 
better tipper. Now I'm telling you, I'm a better tipper. We've been threatening them. Put it down. Put that on her side, and I'm going to tell you while you get stabbed with a butter knife. Yes, girl. It has gotten violent. Yes. I don't know why we're like that, though. Why? I don't know either. You know, it's almost like, you know what? We're going to create a rule. You pay for yours, and I'll pay for mine. How about that? (laughs) You would think that that would be the better thing to do. It's like if we are arguing about who's paying, you just pay yours, and I'll pay mine. Yeah, you're right. Problem solved. No one feels obligated. (laughs) But we do love each other, so we do that. And I do that with other people, and so do you. And we probably shouldn't feel that way or be made to feel that way. If someone says, hey, I got it, they do got it because they've got it, and they're okay with it. Yeah, I had a friend cash at me the other day $100. Why? Just randomly? Yeah. Do they want to be my friend? I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was just like, why did you cash at me $100? They were like, well, I, I just, I don't know. I just found it in my heart, and I just felt like I needed to do it. No. No, I'm going to have to give this $100 back with probably interest. I am cheap, ma'am. I'm not broke. (laughs) Well, that's another thing is that like people are just like, oh, honey, like we'll pay for it. No, I can pay for it myself. I just don't want to. I think that that's a very large amount of money. I had a friend. She wanted to go get Botox, right? Yeah, I'm all for the Botox, but we do the students so that I can get a discount. Because you're cheap. Because I'm super cheap. You're balling on a budget. Absolutely. I'm boo. On a budget. I love it. Yeah. So our normal class was not available. I think they had like delayed it for like a couple months and she wanted to Botox then. So I was like, okay, but the class that she found was in Miami. So we're going to like have students work on our faces to get a discount, but we're going to have to pay two, three hundred dollars to get to Miami on a plane. What? No. She's like, I'll pay for your plane ticket. No. no. I can buy the plane ticket ticket, ma'am. I just don't want to. No, I just think that that's uh, I don't know, fiscally irresponsible. I was like, I'm not even going to pay that much in Botox, but yet I paid a whole bunch for a flight. Now, it'd be different if we were going down there for like vacation and we just happened to be there. No, make it a whole weekend and go. Well, we could have. We ended up finding a place that was a little closer by and we just drove two hours and uh, got it all done. That does well, remind me. Two hours me. is definitely better than, than 14. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely better than 14 because I'm going to tell you, that's a long, long trip. Isn't it though? Well, you know, we go down there every year for vacation. I prefer the Gulf side, any of the beaches on the Gulf side. Just love it. This past July, we went down to Fort Myers. We went to Estero Island, I do believe. And bless its heart, it got hit by the hurricane so bad. I was going to say, it's probably the last time for a while you'll see it at that glory, you know? I think Fort Myers, my heart goes out to every single person who lost in during Ian. That's definitely been a big tragedy. Yes. And I just saw pictures of, you know, some of the things that we did see over the summer. You're right. It's just not the same. And there's um, several people that lost their lives, a lot of people that lost their homes. And it was very, very sad, but it was a beautiful place. Well, maybe they can restore it back to its formal glory and probably make it better. Yes. But talking about that name, you said Ian? Ian. Oh, when I look at the name, I want to say Ian. 
because that's what it looks like. I know. I don't love that about myself. I'm such a simple person. I love when people mispronounce things. Uh, Lord knows people mispronounce people's names all the time. And some of it makes me laugh. Yes. Some of it makes me laugh as well. I always think about the Saturday Night Live skit where... Yeah. A-A-Ron. Yeah. A-A-Ron. That was what it was. A-A-Ron. Are you here? <laughs> I'll be honest. I can't even see somebody with the name Aaron without saying in my head, A.A. Ron. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Oh. Well, I think that we should probably wrap this up. Yes. Like a nice little gift it was. Our hundredth episode gift. Yes, to all of our listeners. And we appreciate you guys hanging with us for our 100. I'm, I'm down for 100 more if you're down for 100 more. That's right. Well, visit our website at Southern Shade with Liv and Jay. Duck. And as always, we write back. So email us at southernshadepodcast at gmail.com. Y'all come back now. You hear? You've been listening to the Southern Shade Podcast with Liv and Jay. Oh, bless their heart. You're not mashing the right button.